podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the latest episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and on this Monday I am joined by Joel Sked. Hello. I'm Tony Anderson. There we go. Old school. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's maybe here we go. But <laughs> too much rushing around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah old school team. Yeah. Uh, quite except, used to, except used to our celebrities now, yeah, so I'm sort of the prick in the middle. <laughs> You're on the right. <laughs> I'm in the middle. <laughs> Uh, right, so let's just get right into it. As, uh, we don't have a lot of time today, and uh, we never prepared any hotties or noughties, did we? No, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got one, that I've got a hottie and a naughty, which are combined. Um, Phil will notice, uh, as soon as I start speaking, Phil will know exactly what it is. Last, so every Wednesday when we go to film this TV show, we get picked up in a taxi from, <laughs> from one, one to the north. Every single week we've had someone who's just It's it's early in the morning who just wants to chat to us So uh, Fowler's refused to go in the front seat once So Sean and I take turns And then we just just chat to the guy Someone has to go and take a bullet basically (laughs) (laughs) Point blank refused to do it This time however uh, It 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 went too far The guy asked us all uh, what he's doing So I was filming a TV show Immediately he goes That was the wrong thing to do Say something bland and mundane (laughs) I know I should just start lying I work in IT (laughs) Immediately he goes Oh are you filming a porno Uh, (laughs) Obviously it's like Oh okay Phil there's Tash That's why And Dark Lehman yeah Which which, which, fair enough okay But then The more the taxi uh, journey went on The more I thought he was just dying to talk about porn Because he was talking about Different characters uh, and, or different, different actors Different actors <laughs> Characters yeah. well, characters There was one that was He started talking about Pussy galore Yeah He mentioned it No Pussy galore's a Bond villain yeah. well, so this, this It, it was okay, uh, What's the love Love Oh yeah, uh, deep throat last Yeah, yeah so that's Sorry The crowns of Bond Because I'm thinking When he said deep throat I was like ah that's a James, that's a Bond film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know, and then he goes, like, deep from one to three. Like, oh, no, I get it now, I get it now. And he was just talking about the size of this uh, porn star's Roger Johnson, and then he talked about his own. Aye, uh, too Roger small. What time was this at? Uh, ATM. Too small to be in a porno, so that means what? He's trialled it. He went in, uh, nah, no, <laughs> <laughs> not today, mate. Or at least talked to a porn producer. <laughs> yeah, trialling to try and be in property sex or something like that. <laughs> it was the most awkward uh, at Auger Taxi Jar. He was also like, a Christian Berg fan as well. Yeah. Oh, and that leads me on to my hottie. Because he had Heart Christmas. Uh, uh, Channel on, yeah, Channel one, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, I think it's, they brought it out in November. And so I tuned it in yesterday. I know. I'm in the Christmas spirit. I love Christmas songs. <laughs> do, do you, what's your favourite? I'd probably go Jonah Louis Stop the Cavalry. That's very left field, I would say, as a favourite. I was expecting Mariah Carey or yeah, take that's that. Probably, probably E-17 mine. classic. Yeah. Either that or the Pogues, but that's a bit overplayed now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you can get a Christmas song that's overplayed. I just don't like yeah, it as much. Overplayed for a month. I, I just don't like it as much as I used to, but I was younger. Yeah, what's, the, what's the guy for E-17's name again, the main guy? Brian Harvey. Yeah, he ran himself over twice, eh? He ran over his own ran, head. Yeah, twice. Uh, he ran over his own head saying he because he was leaning at his car being sick having eaten too many mashed potatoes. <laughs> 
How do you run over your own head? Because he was, was leaning, the, the, he was leaning at the car door, fell out the car, and the car back door ran over. Absolutely brilliant stuff. That Brian is Harman. nonsense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he also says, "What I won't be doing anymore is eating mashed potatoes." So he, he didn't rule out running over his own head. Again. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen in the news that one of them, maybe Brian Harvey, was uh, oh yeah. Uh, he's 17 star brown uh, Brian Harvey films himself being kicked out of can you fill uh, can you finish the sentence uh, night- getting kicked out of nightclub yeah. being kicked out of benefits office after swearing and shouting oh yeah, yeah I saw that Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't happy about the five week wait for universal credit and do you know who will be kicked out of a benefit office soon for shouting at staff when he doesn't get his work his job seekers allowance Paul Heckenbottom hey, hey, <laughs> seamless yeah, brilliant <laughs> At his own side, one four one at the weekend. You were both there. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Mackay was there as well. Hi, Duncan com- Mackay doing commentary for Hibs TV. We were all different roles. Tony yeah. was in the support role. I was in the news role, and Duncan was in the Hibs TV role. <laughs> we're all going up in the world. <laughs> and you managed to avoid Stevie Mallon and Jim Weir. Yes, yeah. So Stevie Mallon was dropped, and uh, I was like, "Oh, called that one, right?" Uh, Jim Weir. I don't know if the guy was joking. The guy was from. I think it was Hospital Radio Perth. Right. Uh, he, was, he was just he was just chatting away, and then he came back half time and goes, "Oh, I've just been uh, chatting to Jim Weir in the in the, the press suite or in the press room, just about the show." And oh, he had a few things to say because obviously we did a feature yeah. on on Jim Weir and this kind of um, his post match interview after they got beat by Airdrie, I think it was. And oh, I've been speaking to Jim Weir. You'd probably want to stay with, stay away from him if, if I was if I was you. I was, so you for, for four or five minutes, he does Ironman competitions where he has to like run a marathon and then yeah. swim for like five miles. And it's just like ridiculous. Yeah, he can definitely he can batter us all at the same I, time. I, I, I just good on him now though. He's, he's taking time out of the game, yes. is he not? Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty smart, yeah. brave thing to come out and do. I think. Craig Telfer should apologise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brave thing to come out and do, like step away from something you love because you just know, even though you might not have any what looks like physical ailments, oh, but like met in the headspace as well. Yeah, yeah. Ah, his team talk certainly made a bit more sense now that we've watched it. Cause it looked very downbeat for a manager. Yeah. You're thinking, bloody hell. And, but then now in context, it kind of well, makes more sense. Don't get me wrong, if, if Jim Weir approached me, I would have been chucking Telfer right under the bus. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Right, so to say anyway. <laughs> right, let's get into, into the into the action. That's very old school. That, that uh, that's like a callback. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like Hibs sort of went for the two up front that we would been talking about on previous shows. That I think a lot of people wanted. I think it was more of a diamond formation they went for, but it was pretty fluid. I thought. I think a lot of time when like, like Camberry sort of just had a free roll to yeah. roam across the front. And then whichever side that he sort of moved to, Joe Newell would move into the other one. So a lot of the time there was there was three guys going forward when Hibbs had the ball. That's what I sort of thought it was. Halberg was obviously just just sat and protected. I thought he had a really good game. And then Newell, Allen, and Slavko obviously had their defined positions, but they were they were given freedom to within within that. And that's a huge thing that we've spoke about before. I think on the podcast with Hickenbottom. A lot of the time I felt like everyone had very defined roles, and there was no room for manoeuvre, especially the fullbacks. I think I mentioned before that it was like they were in boxes half the time and they weren't allowed to, to go at them but you, and when you listen to people talking after the game like Camberry they were all mentioning that they had freedom to play and this sort of plays into the thing I think we were talking about on the quarterly review that maybe they were over educated or like too many too, too many instructions yeah. before a game and I think there's a, it's again there's a middle ground to be had 
in football that you can do it like just go out there and run about a bit is obviously not good enough but I think you can't overload players you need to let them Absolutely. express themselves they're, they're people for a start just like any job Paul, Paul Hanley mentioned that or a few of them mentioned that after a few weeks with Heckenbottom they said that they, they watch a lot of a lot of footage back and they go through drills that they've never really gone through before with Lennon because obviously Lennon's a bit more off the cuff manager mm-hmm. he, he, he kind of put on passion obviously he's, he's got a tech, he's got a tactical side don't get definitely wrong. does yeah, yeah. He, he definitely got that but he's um, he's not quite as meticulous as Hickman no there's, 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 there's more feeling in mm-hmm. the football with Lennon than there was with Hickman it was just all a bit uh I'm just trying to think it was just all a bit passive yeah uni, uni, uni lecturer yeah imagine what it would be for people falling asleep yeah <laughs> coming in drunk <laughs> it was seen with Phil I think uh, so obviously Canberra epitomised it but also Naismith he was just he was just so energetic, enthusiastic, really aggressive as well. Ah, he was brilliant, Naismith. Yeah. I mentioned it really early. He looked like he was right on his game. He, he looked like he maybe he looked fitter. Mm-hmm. For he actually looked slimmer. Yeah. If I'm being honest, he didn't look as big as he had. Well, I think we, we thought that when Naismith first came in that he just wasn't fully fit. But yeah, even yeah. a few weeks ago, I seen him in the reserve uh, reserve cup game against Hearts, and he played. He didn't look anything special, and he just he just didn't look fit. But uh, obviously, the the last few weeks he's. he's He's uh, really worked at it. And they were really important, Naismith and Stevenson, because even though Hibs were 2-0 up uh, relatively early and Newell had hit the post, I don't think Hibs were um, sort of winning the midfield bat or anything like that. Uh, I, th- I found that St Johnson were doing well at getting the ball wide and they were getting their wingers one-on-one, like Dre Wright. I think they were more of a 4-2-3-1. I think Motherspoon was playing the central role. Kennedy was out on the left and Wright was out on the right, as mm. you would be. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> And but I think Kennedy was got got what he would want. He got the ball. He was able to stand Naismith up. But Naismith was just seemed so sharp and switched on. And the amount of times he made sort of blocks, yeah. really sharp blocks on him, and that stops St Johnston getting any joy. And when they did get in the box, uh, sort of Porteous had one of his best games in a while. Uh, he was winning everything in there, and the, with the two goal lead, the confidence just sort of exuded through the team. And uh, one, yeah. one player you've not mentioned yet, Florian Camberry. Um, best I've seen him play since. His first game, that that period where he was first in the team, uh, even though he didn't uh, score, he was just outstanding. He looked so sharp. He was looked so hard to deal with. He was like his turning was quick. The stepovers that he does a lot. Uh, he was like, you know, you can definitely tell this is a guy who models himself on Cristiano Ronaldo. You can see his running style. Every, everything the way, he does. The way, the way he's, his hands and the way he runs is just. It's you can like tell like he, Ronaldo like. What is he about twenty three? Yeah, uh, yes. So I think he's been watching him since he was probably about. 12-ish ah, he's, he's 23 he goes on his holiday of choice he was to be Dubai yeah. he fucking adores Christian Ronaldo he's just, he just no. shredded as well yeah, yeah and the way he looks even the way he carries himself even after when we scored the second one when he put in the great ball for Dodge he didn't even go and celebrate Dodge he because he celebrated himself like swaggering around <laughs> um, and he's got his wee hairstyle now with a wet look gel I'm like you really want to be him you're not going to be him <laughs> but, um, and he can keep on going with that because sometimes Canberra can be a really frustrating player because he loves the flicks he loves all that part of the game and when it doesn't come off it can get really frustrating but that's why he needs to have a partner because he likes to flick and play off people so you have to give him the means to do that Christian Deutsch is he now going to start banging them in? Uh, Blind Dior Christian Deutsch <laughs> between him and Sam Cosgrove <laughs> yeah um, maybe he could you never know I think um, the Canberry and Newell allowing him to play sort of in between the posts a lot Deutsch so he was very concentrated in front of the goal it was, it was, uh, it was a weird one because for the all all season, I've actually been 
impressive dodge outside the box. Yeah. We didn't expect because uh, yeah. Phil and I watched kind of watched clips of him. We didn't expect him to be that type of player. And then it was the complete opposite against St. Johnson. He was just that kind of between uh, in the area mm-hmm. uh, striker rather like than playing in between the posts. Yeah, and he, it's all the relief on his face when he scored the first one. It the was first one, but he, he almost obviously missed the first chance. He almost missed the second because Xander Clark got his hands down. It was just there was a bit too much uh, pace on the shot. So, yeah, yeah. His expression was great as well. He was literally like, I can't believe that. Can't yeah, I'm <laughs> so relieved, and it's amazing what a goal could do for someone because suddenly. I, I think, I mean, he came back at the team, he kind of, he was in the, the Betfred Cup games, he was kind of lost his place towards the start of the season because he didn't start well, but Hibbs then didn't play well at all. He came back in, and he, he was kind of playing well, and then you had the Aberdeen game where, it's, I mean, he was effective, he was. Troubling, but he missed four one on one on the goalkeeper, and I think you can tell from the matches after that until Saturday's confidence was just shot a little because yeah. he didn't look as good. He didn't look as threatening. Like it's hard to say threatening because he didn't score many goals, but he just, he just didn't even have chances. Yeah, many, like he had in, in, in the other games. games. Yeah. And you kind of wondered whether he was now starting to hide, mm-hmm. and there might be no way back for him. But this can completely change his season because he certainly had the chances. Yeah, to be a fifteen goal season striker. So, I, I, before before we move on, and uh, we need to just mention St Johnson, but I, I was uh, going to do an article on Hibs transfer business, like rating them like Fowler does for the Scotsman, like hits, flops, whatever. And I was actually going to put uh, Doidge in a in a flop because he's effectively he's not, not just him that's cost Heckenbottom his job, but he's had a big part in it because of the chances he's, he's missed, missed yeah. and the fact that he was a six figure. <laughs> Looking at St Johnston though, I mean Duffy and Ralston just got the absolute one. And Kerr as well. And Kerr care for, well. care for the first goal. Hanser as well. So yeah, they just they were just the yeah, yeah. They're just rubbish. So yeah. they and the t- they've played twelve games this season. St Johnston have conceded the opening goal in eleven of them. Hell. The only the only team the, yeah, yeah. the only team they've scored the first against is Hearts. Yeah. The only clean sheet they've kept as well. Yeah, so they <laughs> they've got real issues uh, real issues defensively. Wallace Duffy he was saying he was a fullback when he came in. I just don't think he's. But he's, aye, the, the he's reason got, he's played centre half is that Liam Gordon is Liam Gordon injured. Liam yeah. Gordon's out for. He was out for a couple of months, and that was a few weeks ago. But he's not, God's not even been that great either. Yeah, no, he's he's like, and uh, you're a big fan of the worst Stonian, signing of the season. <laughs> Stonian defender, one of the worst, uh, probably the worst player I've seen this season in terms of what's his uh, name again? Tillman or something? Tillman? Um, Mads Vineman. Mads Vineman. He really atrocious, but. Care, he came a bit. We, I remember we all thought there might be something in that. Or what was in Estonia international? He had like a bit compared to what St Johnston signed a player. A bit of a background, they got a bit of pedigree and that, but yeah, he's they, crap. They are they're powder puff. That's that's the only way to describe them. Care the way he just got. Sh- I think St John's fans were angry. They didn't get a free kick for the first goal. It's not Kerr a free just, kick. Just, just fell over. Yeah, not they, they were they were they were pretty embarrassing. Let's see Stevie May getting another golf open play. Yeah, yeah, set up by. Um, you missed it. I was too busy writing. All right. <laughs> who, was it, who was it set up again by? Uh, who got the assist for that? Oh, Ralston. 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 Yeah. I was like, still after all the good things that happened, Ralston still got an assist and Steve May still scored <laughs> against Hibs. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Scott Allen, now that he's adding goals to his game, one of the best players outside the old firm. Easy. He's, I'm going to. I'm that, saying that it. goal was, I was expecting Fair when enough. he ran through, it's like, yeah, he's just going to get tackled here. I don't think he had the pace or strength to hold off care. He does really well because he, he slows down at a point where I think he's thinking about making the pass and then he realises it's not on anymore and then he sort of boosts away again because he's not quick Alan but he's got good acceleration at boosting away for player and it wasn't too dissimilar for his goal against Ross County 
with the finish when he put it at the bottom corner. And now that he's adding the goals, if he's got if, if he's got Canberra and Dodge, he could end up going on hitting double figures for both goals and assists easily. Right, let's stick with managerless teams winning matches. Hearts defeated St Mirren 5-2 on Saturday. It's safe to say that not a lot of people saw that result coming. The worst seven goal game I ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly the wor- five goals in the first half. Five, five goals in one half. It was the worst... Undoubtedly, the worst five goal half I've ever seen in my life. The, 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 the defending for the first two goals for Naismith's one from a corner. You, if you're Jim Goodwin, you're losing your mind at that. Because that defence has actually been decent this season. He's floated a, a, a sort of a, a corner, and it's deliberate, but it's like more like he was able just to pass the ball to Naismith, like just dink it into his feet, and he's completely free. There's no one anywhere near him, and he's knocking it in. It's like losing a goal at that for a corner is, is the worst. When I say worst, I should clear it up. Uh, worst in terms of technique yeah. and ability. Oh, yeah, was, uh, uh, best, in, uh, yeah, outstanding entertainment. And <laughs> I was then, just uh, laughing at the second goal. <laughs> better, I just decided not to head it. Oh yeah, that was mad. I, I remember when I saw it. I think it was live score. I was checking to see who got the assist, and it was Ladke. And I was like, someone's fucked it. You, just know, <laughs> you know, I was like, that's a root one over the top, and like someone's missed a header. And then I was like, and then you wrote instantly. Wait till you see better. <laughs> and the first goal, I thought the Hearts player, they, they were all wanting offside, but they've all completely switched off uh, yeah, to, to get a beaker. I've paused it, I think Abika's online. Yeah, and, but the fact that they've got a guy's header, and so he's up against it, they should be well switched on, that there's no way of, the chance of him being offside are really quite slim, mm-hmm. because it's going to be a knockdown. Um, so there's still lots of problems there, but Hearts scoring five goals, it's like, wow. I think... It- <laughs> Wow. You know, I take too much away from a, a victory when you score five goals, but I did um, think that they were a wee bit. They were quite clinical, let yeah, me put it definitely. that way. So I don't think the attack was the, necessarily. The difference Naismith makes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they scored five. The, All right. the, well. the attack was better, but it wasn't five goals better. Yeah. Like, pretty much, it seemed like every shot they hit until it went five, five, two, just went in. And then I think Clyde came in a couple of late saves. Like there was a lot of good goals this weekend, there, eh? like a lot in every single game. Only one, only one of the seven from. It. Yeah, yeah, Mulroney's goal was an absolute peach. No, but the um, the two headers Hearts scored, Walk and Bazarich. You just look at them. It's just like I'm taking away the praise from Hearts, but two very easy you do it well, Joel. They just walked in. Very on there were some things that worked well. Uchi out wide worked pretty well, but yeah. Callum Waters done the ridiculous and naive thing of continually trying to challenge him from behind, like and Uchi yeah. just Uchi grabs you and just spins you yeah. and just runs Sentence over the ball. In the group chat, all you need to do is give him the ball. Let him turn and face you, yeah. and give him time, and he he, he doesn't know what like, to do. Don't with don't it. run away from him, but like just stand maybe two yards away yeah. from him. Make sure you're blocking off channels, basically, and then he'll get he'll get lost. Let, he's, let him have it, and he'll give you it back. Yeah, his dis- decision making, his composure, his just his general awareness of what's happening in the game is all terrible. But he still play him just because the chaos. Like chaos yeah. <laughs> I liked it when that when he scored. Well, we give it as his goal that no, we give it to no, him. No, 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 uh, aye, but uh, Naismith just sort of losing the rag at everyone, trying to get everyone over and screaming everyone. Missing. Yeah, yeah, you do need that. It's like being switched. It does. He just makes even if he's talking shit, he's keeping everyone yeah. switched on and on their toes. Like standards. Yeah, yeah. Like we need to right. Let's go back because that was because it was a decent throwing. That actual move for the throwing as a set piece yeah. is actually pretty good. It was probably the best performance as well for. Oliver Bazanich would be in a Hearts jersey at least for the starting yeah I've seen one of my mates put in the group chat something I just he obviously just took a screenshot of kickback and it's like Oliver Bazanich was was excellent in the uh, in a kind of more forward or advanced role I think we might have a player there and I was like hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> hold on a minute 
Yeah, because he still, I remember he still made a couple of really bad passes earlier that were going forward, and I was like, well, at least it's going forward for a change. <laughs> I was actually, he was impressed with uh, Irving. He's just very yeah. inconsistent at the moment, but he was the one player who probably was being a lot, he was, he was being more accurate than the rest of them when he got the ball, uh, when he got the ball at his feet. How in trouble are Simmering now? <laughs> They're just oh, yeah. not a good team. Although, to be fair, they maybe got caught a little in this one because... I think their starting eleven and the way they set out told you how much Hearts' reputation has dropped mm. this season because it was a very attacking starting eleven and I don't think someone would have lined up with that team had they met in the opening day of the season. Mm. I think it would have been a lot more focused yeah. on the defence. When you mention that, so it's a bit naive from Goodwin because you think Hearts... Um, are going to get a bounce know, of some sort. All, all you need to do is go to Tynecastle and frustrate the fans and then maybe yeah. hit them. Yeah, you, have two, you have two game plans yeah, exactly, like, like exactly. You, you build into yeah. But uh, aye, so they're in big trouble. They just have a real lack of talent. I mean, when they brought Junior Marais off the bench, it was just like he's fucking. He's just big, a wee ball. The big thing is they need, they need to get they need to get to January and still be like in touching distance with those above them to kind of just improve the I quality think, like they did last January. And I don't actually think that's going to be any problem with some of the teams. Like Sir Johnson yeah. Hamilton being around, yeah, absolutely. But uh, Austin McPhee claiming that he won four games out of five. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Is that uh, just a, a lie? I don't understand this either. Did you, did you understand this? McPhee no, says won well, four out of five games as a caretaker. Because I, I only see, I, I just was reading the captions and I thought, is he talking about he's, he's, he's like been given, like if he wins four of the five games, he's going to be, if he's, is he been given five games? But then he's obviously referring to, yeah. like, so Levine refer- was picking the team from... He's got an annoying voice, eh? But even that doesn't make any sense because I, I thought Levine was back for the Marvel game. Maybe he wasn't, maybe I'm misremembering that. And McPhee was in charge of that as well. So last season he was in charge for the Simone game, he was in charge for the Marvel game. The next game after that was a 0-0 draw with Livingston. So regardless, that's not a victory. Better than 5-0. No. It's not a victory though. <laughs> so he's won 3-5. Or um, And he said the 4 And again, I'm not even entirely sure. I thought Levine was in charge for the Marvel game. He plays um, fast and loose with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> He said, uh, it, it, he said it at least three times as well, which means he's not—it's not a mistake. This is what he's definitely insinuating. Going, but uh, so is he going to be gone? Are you not going to take him on? And like, I think he'll be out the whole club, or do you think there'll be a role? For That's him for another time. Let's okay. Kilmarnock <laughs> against Hamilton. Uh, I, I completely forgot to watch Kelly's goals for this one. So you guys are going oh, to really? talk, talk oh, about yeah. the two best goals of the. Right, well, I watched. I don't know. The Hamilton's goals are Miller's oh, goals. Yeah, I've not the... seen the Kelly goals. Oh, I, wa- sorry, I, I watched the full game up until half an hour at the sending off, and I was like, right, I'll catch the rest on sports because I wanted to see whether Hamilton were well in control in yeah, the, yeah. the match at that point. Uh, but that was what. So that's what I could bring to the table. I thought Kelly were a little unlucky to be two 0 down. I don't think Hamilton played particularly well. They just. I think they caught two long yeah, range. Yeah, two that really. wasn't great for either goals, but they just. Uh, Aye. It was. I think the weakness for Kelly was that Mikael Miller coming in off the left for both goals gave him mm. trouble, uh, and nobody really picked him up. For I don't know whether that you would say that was the job of the fullback or Dom Thomas or whatever, or one of the centre midfielders. But there seemed to be a real kind of lack of communication as to who was supposed to be marking him. And first one's great. He sets it's like a like Stephen Gerrard style goal. It's an absolute peach. It's another great finish as well. But Kelly, I like the sorry, I like the move for Davis's goal. I think there was the, the little head, the chest, yeah, the head. Sorry, yeah, I think I, it was I, all it was all deliberate. It, it wasn't like it just sort of happened. I sorry, I was I was kind of more referring to the rebounding of the ball before before it got to yeah, that point. And also Miller's goal. I was like when I watched it, I was like I would like to have been like with someone who's an EPL fanboy, like ah, oh, Scottish football head or tennis. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and also as well, Alex Gogic intercepted both 
passes in the build-up to that goal, which could have proved his worth. But I didn't actually think Hamilton were that great. And then the red card... Then the red card... But what I would say before the red card is that, and this is one thing, I'm still not convinced by Kelly at all. I don't think they've got a lot of them going forward, apart from Eamon Brophy. And I thought he was the best player by a mile uh, until the red card. Uh, and then I didn't see any more of the game. Um, like, what did you and think? He, he won the red card. I, I was like, I really, I was like, I, I can accept it being given, but I'm also like, ugh, I don't know if it, I, I really was like really caught. I was on the fence with it. I'm not sure. And when I say I'm not sure, I'm just, I don't know on two fronts. One, I'm, I'm not sure it's a goal scoring opportunity. No, I don't like know if he's going to get to the one. ball. Yeah. And second of all, I'm not even sure it's a foul. It's like it was going to be a foot base yeah. after that, so that instantly tells me that it can't be a clear. Goal I don't know score. if I just blinked and missed it, but I'm not sure sports scene showed a replay of it when I was watching on the. Even the uh, replays that I saw on Wisecout, they showed one from behind the goal, uh, but it was still hard to tell how much contact mucks, there was. Who is it that mucks up? Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, like he, he he mucks up as the ball comes over, and then it puts Stubbs into that trouble. Yeah. Who's that? Stubbs yeah, misses the ball as well. Johnny, is it Johnny Hamlin? His first name escapes me, but he's a teenage centre back, seventeen year old. Apparently, was because he put them in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's not been not been great, but again, seventeen year old. So yeah. it's, it's, they go to that team. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, the, I don't know. The, the only thing I'm afraid with sending off is it's never going to happen. But wonder if referee should take into account who that chance is uh, <laughs> that chance is falling to when they're running through and goal because I know Brophy uh, I really like him rate him but he's, he's not the not player I'd put my mortgage on when he's running through one on one with a goalkeeper <laughs> what about his goal it's an absolute peach of a finish on the turn left foot volley the ball just gets played the ball's crossed in and it ends up I think there's a bit of mishmash going on in the box and it just fought, or maybe it's a header down to him Try to remember. Oh, it's it's uh, yeah. So it comes at the back post. Thing, it's Dicker wins ahead. Yeah, yeah, and then he just drops like them. drops in. I think it's a half volley, and he just smashes it into the top corner. And he's away doing his his wee celebration. The wolf. Yeah, even Brophy the lone wolf. Trophy. And what was the first the first goal? So, sorry, it was uh, it was Jamie Hamilton as the the, the centre back. The first goal was the t- drum roll, please. Owen Fall Williams and we're going to move on to Ross Laidlaw later so and that was his happy. first half stoppage time as well so yeah. it was the worst, time, the worst time, time especially when they've been there it's a terrible men. goalkeeper yeah. he's, he's just, just not a very good goalkeeper and I know Aki's fans are raging about it I think he's I think he has been building to a egregious error like this <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's really frustrating and there's more to come I like it with both of them. I can assure you, the four cup. Like for both teams, are but I think they all they leave that pitch very confused about whether they're happy or sad. Because obviously you're two 0 up, then you go down to ten men. They come on yeah. and come back, but then they don't manage to finish the job, even though they've got plenty of time to do that. Then Hamilton managed to hold on. Yeah, Chris, so Craig so Anderson confused. has been a complete wido on Twitter. I think to the BBC. I'm not entirely sure because they wrote like ten man. Hamilton hold on for a point in yeah. the park, and he was like, "Well, there were two nothing up. How can we hold on?" I was like, yeah, but. The game was even and Kelly had a man advantage for about 40 minutes. So I I think they did hold on in the end. So they'll they'll take it, but it would have been catastrophic for Hamilton to lose that game from where they were in their current form. And also it would have been really bad for Kilmarnock because their current form is also pretty bad. They'd lost a couple of games in a row. So it was like, I don't know if anyone's happy or sad. They'll all just be walking off that park a bit confused. (laughs) Is is the manager going to be happy? Is he going to be sad? Um. I don't have a link for this next one. Uh, Ross County against Aberdeen. Um, what could I have done there? Uh, who's confused? Somebody? I mean, oh. Ross Laidlaw. Oh yeah, he was, yeah. he was confused with the state of his wall for Aberdeen's equaliser. Um, and he was, I, I think, uh, for Hedges' one as well. He he comes off his line, then he runs back. He's Did never properly set. 
for for I think he's and I don't, I don't really blame the wall. I mean, that is it's criminal when you've got time to set up a wall. But I did feel I felt sorry for I think it was a, a really bad right. So set the scene. So Ross County Aberdeen finishes three one Aberdeen. Aberdeen sorry Ross County take the lead handball pretty cut and dried. Maybe not outside the box. That's what apart from that. Yeah, it was definitely a handball. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Lewis Ferguson raises both his hands, uh, hits off one of them. Uh, Josh Mullen tucks away the penalty. Then Aberdeen equalises the McGinn free kick. So when he, before he goes to take the free kick, Hedges makes a run. I think it's Hedges makes a run down the right. Uh, and Henderson, who's yeah. on the left of the wall, goes with the run. That creates a gap in the wall, and McGinn curls it round. Surely, with a three player standing over the ball, you should have one man spare or one extra man on the end of the wall. Because you see when Henderson goes away, it's very easy. Yeah, McGinn yeah. doesn't really have to put a lot of whip on it to yeah. get it inside well, the post. Well, that's what I was thinking. There's not really... He, he just gets to knock it in. It, it becomes a really basic shot. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not taking it away. It's still a difficult and skill. What is on. Henderson supposed to do? Does he just ignore the runner? Because if he ignores the runner, then he's, McGinn he's, will just slide... He's, yeah, he's, red, he's, he's, he's in a no-win situation there yeah. because that, it's just a simple ball for McGinn. And it's just pure. Presents hedges with a great effect. It's just pure set piece for what is a, a, a situation that's going to come up in every match. The, the, you probably will concede a free kick at the edge of the box, and you should be better set for how to deal with that. The a simple run shouldn't knock everything out of. Counties similar to St Johnston are defensively so inept. So St Johnston, if you go back, touch that for two seconds. The second goal for Hibs where Cambeni beats Tanzer just fires across mm. the dodge. St Johnson have conceded that goal I don't know 15 times a season mm. and similarly Ross County seem to have conceded the same goal the same amount of times as one where it's bouncing around in the box and they just can't clear it yeah Fontaine it's, struggles with it it's, it's embarrassing he's got plenty of time to deal with he's that he's had a well. shocking season so uh, do, 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 all the defences defences I, I keep thinking ah, that's the worst defence in the league then it seems that Johnson at the weekend that's the worst defence league they watched the Ross County game last night yeah that's definitely the worst defence in the league <laughs> And then um, big Considine with the finish. What a strike that was. Curls it all going outside the post and then bends back in. Something like fifth all time for Aberdeen appearances now or something. What is it, 499 yeah. or something? It's 500 is his next one. He's uh, quite the club legend now, eh? which you never would have thought when no. he was absolutely pissed when he first came. Was he playing at left left back? Back to left back because Greg Lee was in midfield, so yeah, it was Ferguson, so it was Lee, and Bryce. And so Bryce, Bryce is starting. Yeah, Ferguson, Ferguson sat, and obviously Lee had that kind of brought the athleticism to the midfield. Bryson, uh, more experienced. I thought Ferguson was absolutely superb. Uh, I think it was mentioned on Thursday's show when they were, I think they were doing the McBurney index, and it was either Rob or Andy. I think it was Andy chose Ferguson. Yeah, he did. He did, and they, I'm sure it was Andy that mentioned that he had read or heard Aberdeen fans were kind of questioning whether Aberdeen were better without Ferguson in the team. But it was me that said that. Obviously, you can yeah. yourself. I speak for all of Aberdeen fans. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody. I saw somebody put that opinion out yeah, after yeah. the Motherwell game. Yeah, ah, okay. And then he emphatically answered the, the next match by being their best player. Yeah. Yes, and, and again on at the weekend, I thought he was their best player again. He was. He just sat in the midfield and. Just played crossfield balls like spot on, just booming crossfield balls right to McGinn or right to Hedges. He just had a real control in the middle, and Aberdeen thoroughly deserved that win. Remarkably, Ross County are sixth. Yeah, that's why when we when Hibs and Hibs and Hibs won there, I was like, if we get our shit together, there's lots of room for us up there. For Hibs and they've conceded twenty eight goals and they're sixth. Livingston are still seventh, and they've won yeah. one game in ten. In all competition, shows how bad. Like this, this has been spoken about before on the show. It's the weakest league uh, since I started doing the podcast. Hmm. 
outside, outside the top outside two. Outside the top two. I think since... Um, I don't think anyone said that exactly, but I know Craig Cairns, especially, has been on the It's a Week. Like, like, so when did I start doing the podcast? Would it have been about 2012? I, I don't know, some of those motherwell teams that finished second were pretty good. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just that there's... Like, there's just, but there's no... Any good teams, it yeah, like, yeah, it just feels like nobody's great. Motherwell are good; they're they're fun to watch, but they still have a lot of issues in their team. So maybe it's going back to when Rangers first dropped out of the league. Maybe going back to when we first started doing it. So Curtis Main uh, came on for Craig Bryson, and Aberdeen scored literally seconds later. So he was the difference. He was. Uh, <laughs> he played well again, though, didn't he? But you're not having him. Who has it done that? Uh, you? Not yeah. for me. But he did play well again. Yeah, you know, but you, 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 as always, put many, many stipulations in saying that it's not for you. But if you manage to do that, you get fucking said. It's called on defence. He had a really nice turn and shot that was blocked by uh, Cosgrove. <laughs> no, you're not scoring. <laughs> no, he, he had a good. Yeah, he, he did, did well when he came on. Okay. It could be because I say it could be similar to like how Brian Graham has been used at Roscoe. That's kind of what they'd probably expect so, from. from sorry, not on your goal, mate. Please. Yeah, I was going to ask. So you've watched the, the game. How bad? So what's the problems with County? Why are they struggling so much? So it was weird because they went back to a four-four-two against Aberdeen. They scored really early on, but I can't and as we know, that should that should fix all the problems. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I can't remember Joe. Did, did you watch this game? <laughs> Jesus. So I. Uh, I've not watched the full 90, so I've watched up until 3-1, not a wee bit after, so about 20 minutes left or whatever. But up until then, they hadn't really troubled troubled Lewis. The um, Ross Stewart was on the bench, they had started with Erwin and Graham. I don't think he knows what the what his best balance is. And I think he keep I think he gets the balance in midfield wrong for the opponents they're playing. So against Aberdeen it was Lewis Spence and Ewan Henderson in the middle. With Mullen and yeah. Gardine out, out wide, that's that's a midfield that's never going to get the better of Aberdeen's midfield three. Again, defence that needs that defence needs fucking gutted in, in in January. And there's not much protection for him when you're playing with guys like Gardine out wide. Like he struggles when he's going back. So. Yeah, he got Ryan Rag. Uh, yeah, Ryan yeah, Ryan Rag yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the I don't know. What, they just lack quality. I think I've, I've mentioned that throughout. I think there's. Quality in certain areas. So I think there is a midfield there that can work. They've obviously got goals in them. They've got great Graham, Mackay and Stuart have all chipped in. The big, again, the big issues comes to the, the really easy to play against in terms of their defence. They're really soft. Yeah. Which right. is remarkable. It just makes it, it makes it so bad for Hearts that they fail to score against Ross Kelly and St Johnston. <laughs> the two worst defences in the league. Hey, I was going to say another club uh, Hearts failed to score but no Hearts have scored against both these teams this season Celtic against Motherwell Celtic win 2-0 pretty routine yeah it was, it was it was probably the perfect game for them after the high of Thursday just to come back and just get those three points going. they just needed a win to get into the international yeah. thing they didn't have to do anything special just keep uh, keep it ticking along they're obviously still at the lead at the top by a goal yeah I think a lot of fans said that the performance overall wasn't that great but they started pretty well. They had took the advantage fairly early on and saw the game pretty comfortably and for the last half hour or so looked pretty tired, but it didn't matter. They were 2 nothing up and all they needed was a win. And Rangers didn't score more goals than them. So it was, so it was kind of, yeah, like as you said, perfect. It's going to be interesting to see going further forward because obviously they qualified for the Europa League after, 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 the, um, after January and... 
they've got a team and a squad there that can go quite far in the Europa League I yeah. think Definitely especially the top of the group I think that's really yeah, yeah. They, can't, they can't take the foot off the gas in the Europa League because finishing top will have a major sort of impact on how far they can go in that tournament I definitely think they can get to the quarterfinals which comes back to Lennon's team selection so he's been very consistent with his team he's been obviously it's been said a lot about Callum McGregor playing a lot of minutes James Forrest playing a lot of minutes Scott Brown he's always choosing Scott Brown when he can and the fact I think he's just wanting to maybe just build momentum just win win and get to January and then reassess and maybe when they have got even bigger games in Europe start tinkering with the team I think like now you're looking at it with international break Brown's the kind of guy that I would give time off I yeah. wouldn't even bother get, even I imagine they still have training on and stuff like that but I would actually say to Scott go and enjoy yourself well you we put an Instagram and story this morning off it just said London bound and a black screen with a party like one of those party emojis but maybe not maybe don't go on the rise you'll <laughs> <laughs> be, be sitting and down outside a chippy in no time I'll be uh, I didn't really see I, I, I saw these highlights last night when I was drunk uh, when I got home for the pub so I didn't really see much of it <laughs> uh, but like I, I was trying to watch I was watching the highlights of all the other games on the laptop on the bus today as I was travelling around but I had the volume up uh, so I think about all the people get annoyed about people living their speakers on yeah. uh, listening to like shit music well they, today you've got to deal with Rob McLean <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to talk about this game so uh, in the match against Lazio so ball and goal is injured Hmm. So Johnny Hayes started instead of Greg Taylor For the Lazio game kind of made a wee bit more sense Because they're playing with wing backs And Hayes is a former winger Who could also kind of play wing back And play left back So he can use his kind of energy to get up and down Hayes stayed in the team for the game against Motherwell oh, yeah. And was probably If not the best player on the pitch It's at least one of them mm-hmm. And I think right now it's, I think you're going to be a wee bit worried if you're Greg Taylor Because Bongo is ahead of him Hayes right now is ahead of him Hey. Lennon has also hinted as well, but given he's a new contract because deal. deal runs up at the end, of, is out at the end of the season. And watching is, <clears throat> I watched, <clears throat> sorry, I watched Hayes his clips for this game, and it kind of struck me that Hayes is probably a better fit for the Celtic team. Yeah, because that was mentioned the fact that when Taylor came in, is that he is defensively he's really sound, but if he uh, it's conversation with something, I then we went to Celtic or Rangers that he was more of a project because he had to develop his attacking game. Because at Kelly, he was more of a supporting fullback than he was as an overlapping fullback. <clears throat> yeah. So defensively, he was fine. He's got a decent cross, but he was never one to get get round a, get round a winger or get into his scoring position. Yeah, yeah, seeing him burst into the camera shot coming yeah. out and from the back. Yeah. Taylor's best attribute is kind of scrapping and yeah. making the right decisions in kind of pressure scenarios when you're you know, faced with an attacker or, you know, like trying to get rid of the ball or whatever he does all that very well but that's not really appreciated much as a team like Celtic where you're wanting your fullback to barge forward and beat somebody and get a good ball in the box and if they're not using them in the Europa League games where they do have to be more defensively sound than they would need to in Scotland that tells me that there's literally no room for him in any match because that's when you with the attributes he's saying that's where you would imagine him to to come to the fore anything to say about Motherwell? I mean, it's, it's, you'd be happy to get away with two 0 It's like there's, I don't. There's normally much point in judging much. I thought yeah. the team might have been a little overly negative. Five three two with with Barry Maguire in midfield. Mm. I just uh, it's one of those. I don't want to do a disservice to Celtic because they've done a decent job at Ibrox. Yeah, and they're playing a team that was a little bit tired. Yeah, so maybe they they they've missed out on an opportunity. Maybe you're right. No, I'm, 
I just I, these heavy games, especially at Celtic Park, just because of the ruthlessness of Celtic. So this is praise for Celtic rather than criticism. I just find hard, hard to be really interested in these games or judge yeah. the opposition too much because so, Celtic are so professional. And they're so and good. Celtic and, exactly. are really good. And teams go there just it's more damage limitation than trying to land a blow. And it works. I think if you look at where we're talking about Lennon. Um, the last two jobs have worked out really well for him because he's going into jobs where the team wasn't necessarily playing badly. They were coming off uh, big achievements. Obviously, coming in at Hibs after winning the Scottish Cup in a league where um, they were they were expected to to go in and win it. So, with his style of management, if they if good recruitment's already been done before, Lennon's recruitment is all over the place. There's some massively positive ones of his career, and he just loves signing players, doesn't he? I mean, he signs loads. And then the same at Celtic as well. He comes in and Rodgers is already set up. He's got them playing in a specific way. They're very well tuned into what they're doing. And then he adds that sort of fire and passion. And it's worked out really well from his last two jobs that he's been well, well suited to the jobs that he's been taking on. And he's been able to add to that Celtic team. I don't think they would have been as good if Lennon had been there for the last two or three years without mm-hmm. Rodgers. But him coming in, he's got a different attitude for Rodgers and I think that would suit a lot of the players coming in for that. But they've already had that <clears> sort of brilliant tuition from Rodgers, especially for playing <clears> domestically. Uh, and then he adds that sort of fire and passion, which is working so well when you go into the Europa League games and obviously when they play the old firm games. And stuff I, like. I think they... I think they're at a position where Lennon can take them to the next level not because he's a better coach than Rodgers but because like you said Rodgers has given them the coaching he's taken them so far and now Lennon's I mentioned it earlier and that given them that feeling that mm-hmm. I think you need to play with he's, he gets it Tony. Yeah, he gets yeah, yeah, as they all say, yeah. and that can kind of push them that on. sort of Jurgen Klopp style thing like where it's just like and that's I'm not doing a disservice to him there's, there's absolute room for that and I know Klopp yeah I think, I think it's uh, it's fairly easy to say that Neil Lennon is a much more charismatic man than Brendan Rodgers well, yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> nothing to add to that. Right, so let's move on to Livingston against Rangers. Uh, this was a bit. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, I thought said that Rangers. He thought Rangers were the best team they've played this season, and I mean, yeah, they've they done well against Celtic. So it, it's he's obviously maybe going to say that, but I didn't think Rangers had to be any good at all. I, don't to, know, to I, I thought this was. It was one of those where I don't know if it was Livingston just. Played, poor, uh, played poorly and Rangers were able to to win without too much issue or Livingston played poorly because Rangers and their control mm. I thought I thought it was more well not more because it's Rangers are always going to have the talent to, to beat any team but I did think that compared with their game against Celtic I thought Livy didn't show the heart that they normally do I didn't that's, think they believed enough. that's exactly what I that, think their recent run of mm. poor performance maybe taking its toll on them I, I agree because normally a lot of the games that Livingston have lost this season hasn't been for the want of trying mm-hmm. uh, they've been pretty unlucky in a lot of the games that they, they haven't picked yeah. up points in and this one I was like that's not the Livingston that I've seen they're, this, they're, right, very, they're the, very passive um, they didn't really they weren't up and at them was, just a, get them filled they were probably, shit out they of them. probably quite lucky that they weren't hammered yeah. Rangers could have scored a few Rangers more. were good they played the pitch really well I think it was Hope, good because they were fizzing in passes and keeping it low Holt mentioned after the game that he felt when he watched it he felt like the pitch was, was bigger and that Rangers had more men mm-hmm. than them and I've seen that in the first the second half okay Agree with you about uh, Levy being passive. I don't know if Rangers deserve praise for the way that they played uh, played the game. After a tough game on Thursday, yeah, there was, there was well, a yeah. moment in the, there was a moment in the second half where it, they were passing around the back. Jack was dropping in, Kamara was dropping in, and it just looked it looked really controlled from Rangers. And you've seen the body language of Livingston players, so they were going to press it, but they didn't have that second wave of pressure. Mm-hmm. And then when 
when it was like a one-two knocked around him, you could see that their body language, like the shoulders slumped, and it's, mm. it was almost like, fuck, this is this is tough. Yeah, um, and then what the goals, who's got there? They had the early shots, like Ryan Jack kind of deflected there for the winner. Yeah, Mar- like, Mar- 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 he's, Mar- he's, Mar- he's getting yeah. a lot of confidence from those two goals, because I've seen him in a lot of games since those two goals, where he, he, he's had a lot more shots than I ever remember, Ryan He's Jack. a passer rather than a shoot. Like, a, yeah. like he, he, his shots are always kind of passes. Yeah. Morelos had that moment where he went through pretty much one-on-one and then his Xbox controller ran out of battery. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, it was very unlike him yeah. to be... I think indi- he just didn't know that Lamy was also there. Like, very indecisive, because I was waiting for him to lob the ball. I think it was a foul. He put two hands on his back. Morelos yeah. on the, the, the defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. He, but he, got, he got away with yeah. it. Uh, and then and then they got back and then I really can't decide if it's a foul on Morelos or not no I, I thought it was because like, 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 on, um, on sports scene they were very much it was a foul like there was absolutely no debate and I was thinking I don't know how can there be no debate like Michael should they both agreed yeah he's taking his right through but I was like he might have but there's certainly a debate to be had about that <laughs> uh, um, but then, because they were all of the opinion that like, that should have been a penalty, but it was good that he never got it because he fouled in the build up. Well, Tony, that's your opinion, not ours. Non BBC man. <laughs> I don't think they can take offence when people think I'm different opinions. We, we found out recently that people take offence to the smallest little things that you do. Well, I, I, all right, so I, 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 I don't mean any offence by it. <laughs> no, no. Like, you, you can keep t- you can keep talking. But I don't want I don't want to cause any offence. I'm, I'm just saying that it was a. I'm just saying that I think there was a debate that it was a foul or not. I'm, I, no, I, this is no way in a character assassination of Stephen Thompson. <laughs> keep the beard though, uh, and uh, Michael Stewart. I don't, I, I don't like him without the beard. The beard makes him look abundantly more sexy, yeah. in my opinion. I think you're wrong. I think it was. Uh... I thought it was a good tackle as well. Uh, just a couple of Rangers players maybe to touch on. Barisic, good again. His 13th yeah, he consecutive start. I, I probably didn't see it. looks like he was having a lot of fun, Barisic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a, I was nodding along when you were uh, talking about him a few weeks ago, Tony, where you just liked him. He's the type of player that just steps onto a cross. He's mm-hmm. moving and he's got that whip. Yeah. And I, I, was, uh, I couldn't agree more with that uh, in terms of that asset you can bring to a team, especially when you're on the move and you're under pressure, to have someone who can hit across so accurately and get so much swerve out. Yeah. Like he does it with and pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I've, uh, I always thought there was, I didn't really see the negativity towards Barisic. Okay, he hadn't hit the heights that perhaps people expected of him, but you could see there was a very good player there. It's funny because I actually kind of saw it in the St. Mun game, which actually ended this, which is kind of the start of him. Yeah, yeah. He scored that free kick, kick and yeah, he's yeah. been in the team ever since. But I thought he was absolutely shy for that game. No, yeah, yeah. And I kind of thought, what was the point in you? Because all he was really doing that game was standing on the wing uh, and not doing anything. He wasn't really charging forward because St. Mun were so deep, kind of thing. So he didn't really have the space to do it. He was just kind of getting in the way of Jordan Jones and it just really didn't work at all. And I kind of thought, uh, your time might be coming an end. But then he scored that free kick. And, and I liked the, I liked the, the goals from. Uh, Ranger Rebo's good. I was, well, was going to make move. a point before I finish. Just Joe Rebo, I thought it was a good goal for him to get because he's kind of after a really good start. Kind of, yeah, which he's, is he's sad. Not, he's, not, he's, not in the top, he's not in the first eleven. No, no, not in the European games yeah. definitely. But I like the goal because I like the way that he allows it to move across his body. I think a lot of players would have tried to come inside the defender. That's what Barley. That's what Barley thought he was going, going to do. do. He was yeah. going to try and cut across him, but then he was. It was really quick thinking to see that obviously that Barley. Stops because he thinks he's going to do that. do that. Lets him run across it and then pings in a great you finish. You see by Bartley's reaction. Yeah, and then Morelos. Yeah, it was it was offside, but uh, it's the most Morelos goal you're going to be seeing. Just absolutely bullying him at the back. So strong, and that's a really cool, smart finish. 
Right, that's it for us. Uh, make sure to join us again next time we're on. And also, we're not going to be doing a Patreon tonight because we ran out of time, uh, but we're going to be doing a double $2 Patreon on Thursday. It's going to be a, an extensive mailbag. Uh, it'll be myself, Tony and Duncan, uh, but there's plenty of well, other stuff that's gone up on the Patreon recently. So it's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. Make sure to check it out and talk to you again next time. Yeah, Goodbye. see you later. Bye. Podcast Network.